On Thursdays, I've been taking us through the book of 1 Corinthians, and we're going to continue that today with chapter 9. And we're going to pick it up in verse 13, which says this, Do you not know that those who are employed in the temple service get their food from the temple, and those who serve at the altar share in the sacrificial offerings? In the same way, the Lord commanded that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel. But I have made no use of any of these rights, nor am I writing these things to secure any such provision, for I would rather die than to have anyone deprive me of my ground for boasting. For if I preach the gospel, that gives me no ground for boasting, for necessity is laid upon me. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a reward. But if not of my own will, I am entrusted with a stewardship. What then is my reward? That in my preaching I may present the gospel free of charge, so as not to make full use of my right in the gospel. For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. Something about being in an election year, and maybe on the other side of an election result, um, has me thinking about rights. A right, a moral or legal entitlement to have or to obtain something, or to act in a certain way. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and they endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This party or that political party is coming to take your rights away, and depending on how you feel about certain civil rights, you should vote your conscience one way or the other. As believers, we have spiritual rights as well. We have the right to choose what we're going to do with God to follow him in his ways or not. We have a right to take a believing spouse or not. We have a right to eat or drink certain foods or not. There are many questions of conscience that Scripture seems to leave to us. However, a dangerous pattern emerges when we start treating our spiritual rights with the same come-and-take-them-from-my-cold-dead-hands attitude that we regard our civil rights with. For example, take a look at Paul here. Here we see a true servant leader taking a very different stance on his legitimate spiritual rights. So what's going on in this passage? Well, Paul is laying out the case that basically the worker deserves his wages, and that includes clergy. Someone who invests their life in sharing the gospel deserves to benefit financially from their work. The man who spends his days digesting the word of God and teaching the church from it deserves to be able to feed his family. This is not a luxury. It is, at least according to Paul, through the Holy Spirit writing, a right. As a full-time pastor at BFC, let me say thank you from all of us for your regular giving that allows us staff here to do what we do. And as it is a right, Paul says, show me the money. Right? Wrong. Paul says, I gladly lay down any material benefit I would receive from my work to avoid being a stumbling block to you, Corinthians. Now, here's the hard part. They're in the wrong. That any of these churches would be offended or put off by Paul accepting financial blessing from full-time ministry uh, are not correct. They would not be on the side of truth. They would be showing their spiritual immaturity and their offense at Paul making his living by preaching the word of God. Paul says it doesn't matter. He says later in verse 22, I have become all things to all people that by all means I might save some. He is willing to happily lay down his legitimate rights for the good of the kingdom and for the good of others, even if those others are in the wrong. And why wouldn't they be? 
These are either people who are young in the faith or unbelievers that we're talking about. How could we expect them to show maturity in their understanding? But so often we do. Are we willing to lay down our legitimate rights for the good of the faith of others, even if they're wrong? Are we willing to lay politics aside so we can point people to the greater solution, Jesus Christ? Are we willing to change the kinds of movies or shows that we watch to avoid compromising the conscience of another believer? Are we willing to sing worship songs in a style that isn't our favorite so that someone else might be able to hear the gospel in the language they understand? Sure, some of these things might cost us something, but the investment is worth it. For our spiritual development, for the salvation of others, and for the glory of God. Lord, help us not so tightly hold on to the things that we feel we deserve. Because if the gospel teaches us anything, is that we deserve death and separation from you. But because of your grace, we have a relationship with you. You have brought us into your family. You have called us your own. So help us to show grace, to give to others that don't deserve, to hold back the judgment that maybe people do deserve, that we might show some of the grace and mercy to others that you have shown to us, that we would be willing to lay down our rights for the good of other people who need to see the beauty and grace of who you are. We know on our own it's impossible, but with you it is impossible. We ask that you help us through the Holy Spirit inside of us, through the power of your word, through your work in us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Let's Talk. Church family, you are loved. Have a blessed day.